Hey everybody. Hi friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Allison and welcome to Out of the Average Podcast. Welcome everyone. So this month we have a short and sweet media episode for you guys. And we can actually say that it's short and sweet. Yes. Because I feel like we always say short and sweet and then we end up like talking like a lot. Forever. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, this one's actually a short and sweet. We just have three items on the agenda for today. So mm-hmm. let's just jump right in and let's get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> So let's kick the actual media episode off with a movie that Megan and I watched that we totally forgot we watched (laughs) when we were trying to uh, plan this media episode. We were like, what media did we consume? Yeah, I swore that we did not. I was like, we did not watch that much stuff. And you totally brought it up. We did watch two movies. We watched two movies together, actually. So the first movie we watched, actually, it might not have been the first one in like chronological order, but (laughs) like the first one we're talking about in this episode is a movie called Things Heard and Seen, um, which is a Netflix movie with um, Amanda Seyfried and James Norton. And it was just released in 2021, directed by Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Polcini, written for um, the screen, because it's actually based off of a novel, which neither Megan and I have read. Nope. So we have no idea whether or not the movie did the book justice. Right. Um, if the movie even did justice for the movie like in exactly in my opinion um but the novel is called all things cease to appear by elizabeth uh brundage although we don't know when that year was um, oh no i don't like know when it, it was out. published but it's probably an, it's probably a much probably like 80s most likely why because the movie took place in the 80s yeah but books take place back in the 1600s doesn't mean that they are written in the 1600s <laughs> that's annoying <laughs> just saying <laughs> What are the last books we talked about? Might the last... been, it might have been. I'm. I'm just thinking. I'm feeling like the the time period takes place at the time that it was. Fair published. enough. Fair enough. That is. That could be a very, very wrong assumption. Assumption. Well, they I'm... know it. You know what they say when you assume. <sighs> I'm such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. it does. You are right, though. It does yes. take place in the 80s. It does take place, and in it the takes 80s. place in the 80s in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Hudson Valley area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the IMDb dis- description is what I'm just going to read for you guys. Yeah. So it's, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the movie, obviously, I don't want to say that it's forgettable, but considering we both forgot about it, it's kind of forgettable. <laughs> no, it okay. You know what it is? I didn't, for- like- I didn't forget we watched no. it. You forgot we I watched did. it. I did forget. <laughs> and it's not like, to be honest, like, I would probably watch it again to get a laugh like to get a laugh out of it kind of a thing yeah but like i don't know so like when we were watching it okay because i feel like there's kind of two parts of the movie there's the the beginning part of the movie and there's the end part of the movie yes and like i feel like when we were watching the beginning part of the movie we were like this isn't amazing but we were satisfied with the things that were happening remember we had that conversation totally like what was happening and part of that reason was because like it's listed as like a scary movie and the thing is is like it wasn't jump scare. We mm-hmm. didn't get scared at all. Granted, like, Allison and I have a higher tolerance for these kind of scary movies. Yeah. But, like, we could still acknowledge if there was, like, a good scare in there. We were still, there. like, it's, it's... We were, like, yeah. oh, it's entertaining. It is, like, there's this whole, like, ghost story that's kind of, like, vindictive ghost, but, like, a 
feminist vindictive ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There and was, so, it was a lot. There were a lot of plot lines in the beginning part that were really like I keep using the word satisfying. Yeah, it was satisfying. It was satisfying to watch, and I was like, you know what? I might not like love this, but I'm really like enjoying the tone that the movie How was taking. How it's going. On. I'm like, and it definitely then, wasn't scary, but I was still enjoying it. But then I feel like there's kind of a shift mm-hmm. near the end of the movie. Yeah, that totally. I was like, I don't know if this redeems them. Like, I don't yeah. know if this is satisfying anymore. It wasn't. It no, just wasn't, it wasn't satisfying. And then even, like, how it ended was just not satisfying. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just, like, a movie where, like, like halfway through it, I was like, you know what? I would probably watch this again if someone, like, that... Like, hadn't watched hadn't it. Hadn't watched it yet. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, I would like, watch it. Let's just watch this On, like, a rainy day ridiculous. kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like Not that. Not putting too much stake But by the time it. that the end got to it, like, I don't know that I was really feeling... You know what it is? It kind of feels like the movie it's went to this, like... It is very it's disjointed. disjointed. Like, the genre and is disjointed. Totally. And, and not like they in, tried like, a flowy to, way. And, exactly. They tried to meld it together, and I feel like... It didn't. The two genres, like, not trying to give away, like, too much. I feel like it done it, correctly, it could meld, but it yeah. just felt very disjointed. Yeah, and granted, like, we didn't read the book. So yes. maybe that, yes. so maybe, like, 100%. the movie did a really good job of portraying how the book was. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness, it, I think that it was directed well. I think mm-hmm. that the actors were really good at what they were doing. Um, like, it's not like they, the actors weren't convincing or anything. It was almost just, like, the movie took on this, like, allegorical tone that became, like, quite literal. Yeah. And seeing as, like, it's based in, like, the regular, quote-unquote, yeah. regular world. Like, yeah, it just, it like, just took this tone expected. that was, like, what, like, where did that vibe come yeah, from? Yeah, where did that vibe come from? A hundred percent, I agree with so that. So, it's almost like, so, I'm, I'm curious about the, the book. I'm curious to see, like... Like, maybe one day I'll read the book just to see, like, if it is in, like, the same vein. But to be honest, there's, like, a lot of aspects of, like, the husband character that's played by James Norton that just pissed me off too much that I don't know that I'd be able to read the book. Because I don't want, like, another dose of, like, his annoyingness. Not James Norton, but, like, the the role. And I have to say, I just looked it up. Um... I did assume wrong. The book the book was published in 2016. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, we talk about the silent companions, and that yeah, was, like, back I and forth like between the 1600s and 1800s. But like, but, like, I feel like... I don't know what I feel like. <laughs> I saw where you were coming from. <laughs> I'm like, why would people write about the 80s if they didn't have to write about the 80s? I, I like the 80s But that's just a personal opinion. That's a personal opinion. Was it the 80s or the 70s? I th- it was 79. Oh, okay. So it so, was, like, right on the cusp. It was, like, the winter Again, this does not matter. It in, doesn't. In, in We're just being nitpicky yeah, about this. Yeah, I'm being nitpicky. But, yeah, it's, like, it was, like, an okay movie. Yeah, honestly. It was okay. We're putting it out there. We're still talking about it. because well, it, is, it is, like, out of the average. Like, the, the tone and the, the plot lines are very out of the and average. And, like, honestly, like, I would have wanted to know what to like I would have wanted to know like that I shouldn't have been as excited to watch it Mm. kind of a thing yeah like do you know what I mean like yeah it's very like it's lukewarm like go go into it feeling lukewarm exactly you don't want like a hot hot movie but you don't want a movie that you're gonna be completely turned off like if you just feel like kicking back and just like yeah hanging out and just watching something kind of weird like I'd say go for it Mm-hmm. experience it for yourself and let us know what you think 100%. um but the other movie that we watched we definitely enjoyed we loved so it. much more we loved it 
So we were actually able to go to the, like, physically to the movie theaters. Uh, it was the first time that I've been since lockdown. Since, and since, since last yeah. February, I think. So which crazy. is wild. Because yeah. we're movie goers. I yeah. mean, like, look, we have media episodes. We love the movies. movies. And it was media. wild to be able to go back. And, oh my gosh, it was a really good movie to kick it all off. Mm -hmm. So we had seen the Demon Slayer movie, Mugen Train, which translates to Infinity Train from Japanese. Um, Demon Slayer itself is an anime. The movie itself was directed by Haruo Sotozaki, and it was written by Koyoharu Gotoge. Just brief trigger warning before I say the summary. Um, there is mention of, like, murder and death. I mean, just in the summary, but IMDb summary... After his family was brutally murdered and his sister turned into a demon, Tanjiro Kamado's journey as a demon slayer began. Tanjiro and his comrades embark on a new mission aboard the Mugen train on track to despair. So, oh, and yeah, so Demon Slayer itself is an anime. This movie um, pr primarily be watched after the first season. Yeah. Because it's going to be leading into the second season. Exactly. And right mm -hmm. now on Netflix. Netflix? Yes. yes. And right on now Netflix. on Netflix, Demon Slayer is the you can find season one, one of Demon and Slayer. And you most likely can find it on Crunchyroll as yeah, well. Yeah, probably which is like a dedicated like anime website if you're yeah. looking for anime. I watch it on Netflix. I actually watch it and finish it in like the week. Me and Alice. Well, that Bull. was the thing. So my brother had gone to see the movie and he wanted to see it again and he wanted to take me. And I was like, I did not watch Demon Slayer. And it was weird because I had been babysitting and the person I babysat was like, did you watch Demon Slayer? And then I messaged you and you're like, oh my God, your brother just went yeah, and yeah. wanted you to go. So then we, her and I both just like binge it. We binged the whole it in a season week. in a week. It's not a show that I feel like I would have binged in a week. Right. Same. Had we not had the movie. Like, right. like had we not been on a time limit because like the movie was only going to be in theaters for like a little bit. A, like two weeks. Like yeah. we, like there was the big weekend that it was out and then it was out the next weekend and that's when Megan and I went. Totally. With my brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily like love Demon Slayer but I was definitely like invested in the story and I really enjoyed the movie. Oh totally. Yeah. I That's how I felt about it too. Like I am definitely gonna watch the next oh, season of 100%. Demon Slayer. Yeah. I'm definitely like on this journey. It's not yeah. like my favorite anime but no. like that is not to take away from like the whole it's just because of like the plot and mm. there's like a couple of things that are like it's a typical and uh, you know i don't know if uh, like necessarily people who are listening to the podcast might like understand this terminology but it's a typical shonen show like mm -hmm. so shonen is a type of anime like this like hero protagonist and like sort of anime like you think of like naruto and stuff yeah. like that it's it follows this very basic storyline and like yes it has its own unique quirks yes it mm -hmm. has like its own plot line but it it feels very generic shonen to me. And so it's kind of like when I'm watching it, I don't feel like there's anything like it's a, because it's shonen, you're automatically going to like it. Yes. Like yeah, that's, exactly. Like that's what I'm trying to get about. It's, it's not there that wasn't it's a like bad a unique thing. flavor that yeah, it's like it being shonen does not mean that it's a bad thing. It just means you're going to, you know, you're going to like it. And you like, also you know, know you're going to enjoy it. You also can like have an idea of like where it's going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's why I'm not like, Oh my God, I love this because yeah. I, I think, I've, not super I've seen a lot of things that are like, especially yeah. being someone who has watched a lot a of, anime, of anime, like for a majority of her life. Yeah. It's like, I see a lot of like things, even like characters who are just very similar to like other character arcs that I've seen in like other shows. And so that's one of the reasons, but, 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 but actually I'm going to like, like 
veer off here, we learn about a character in Mugen Train who oh, is who I really, really, really adore, and I wish. Don't say. I wish, I wish we learned more about him in, in season, season one. one. I so wish we learned more about him in season one. Yeah, and I loved that he was like the one the, of the like main the, figures, one of the central figures. Like I really, I think I enjoyed the movie. Like season one, the show is worth watching just to see the movie. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. The movie yeah. was so, so good. good. The movie it was, was so fantastic. enjoyable. And like honestly, as a first movie back like into the movie theaters, yeah. I so enjoyed seeing that yes. one because it was like everything that you want. It like looked really beautiful on the big screen. It was like so actiony, so just like it hooked you into like a good storyline. Yes. We laughed. We cried a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And and this isn't a spoiler because apparently I was supposed to know that know this but because it's called Mugen Train like the fir- whole first half of the movie takes place like on a train yes. so you do have like that um, like that that suspense of like being confined in an area in a small area yeah, in yeah. A small area. Like, it gave me very like just off the bat like going into it not to do with plot line um, but like the Orient Express like yes. Murder on the Orient Express yeah. kind of like you, you have it like it takes place in like a closed a room kind of a thing yes. like one spot mm-hmm. um but it was it was so fun. It, it was, was fun. such a fun movie. It was fun. I really recommend and and the anime too. I really recommend that people watch it. It gets it's so sad off the bat. Just it like is very sad. I mean, off the we bat. said already yeah. like his family was brutally murdered. And they, it's freaking sad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I had to fast forward a little through it because I. But it's it was, it's, it's one of the most popular animes right now, mm-hmm. and it, it's popular for a reason. Totally, yes. totally. I highly recommend people watch this. Mm-hmm. Pivoting forward to our last media topic of the day, we have books, and we're really excited about the, this book that came out. Well, you know, <laughs> some of us are really excited Listen, for this book to come out. I haven't read this book yet. So what we're referring to is Maggie Stiebatter's The Dreamer Trilogy. More specifically, Mr. Impossible just came out this past week, and we've mentioned, <sighs> listen, I haven't read it yet. And that's only because we've mentioned on here before the Raven Cycle. Yes. We talked about it a lot. lot. <laughs> it's it's my favorite book series, guys. Yeah, you gotta read it. It's just the best ever. And this is a spin-off. I would not call it a sequel series. No. It's definitely a spin-off series. Yes. And um And I believe we mentioned it when we talked about the Raven Boys. I totally um, think we yeah. did. We mentioned Call but Down the Hawk, which is mm-hmm. the first one. And then Mr. Impossible literally just came out this past week. And I had been rereading the Raven Cycle and I was like, I at this point I wanna they all do flow time-wise into each other. Um, even like going into this spin-off series. It like follows the end of the Raven Cycle for these particular characters. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to finish reading it first before I go into yeah. it again. Like, reading it again. Yeah. Um, but Allison is, like, dying for me to... I've, I've read it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, inhaled it. It was, yeah. like, really... I don't want to say that they're... I love these books, so I don't want to say that they're not easy to read. But there was something so smooth about this book. Like, if I was drinking this book, like, it would be, like, a like a smooth, mm. like, like... like down the throat sort of. To me, of. like, hot chocolate. Like, yeah, I could like, just, like, it, drink like, it up. Well, as I was I reading, that's how I felt about it. And, like, not that the other books aren't like that, but, like, you know, especially because the way Maggie, like, writes in these books, it's, like, you have different um, character point of views, basically, mm-hmm. each chapter. And so sometimes it can get a little, like, dicey in terms yeah. of, like, okay, well, you're going from, like, a, maybe a 
chapter where with a like a character and arc that you really enjoy to one that you don't really care as much about yeah so it like this breaks one, flows yeah and like and i don't get me wrong like like even in this book i have arcs that i i'm more mm-hmm. committed to than others but i just felt like everything felt really smooth like that's as cool. far as like plot and and, and, and that's arc. really cool because yeah. i was looking at like a small little clip that maggie seaverter put out right before yeah. this mm-hmm. and she had said that middle books are her favorite books mm-hmm. like middle books in series i should say or trilogies and what's or whatever. interesting is that this is like a like a actual middle book so like the raven yeah. cycle has four books so mm-hmm. like you have like two books that would be considered middle yeah. this is like a pure yeah it's just gonna it's be a, a it's a trilogy it's just gonna be a three i just want to say before we talk a little bit more what the dreamer trilogy is right kind of like jumped good, right into it call. so like this is so i don't want to give too much away especially because it is a spinoff series right i don't want to spoil the raven cycle while we're we're chatting about this right but um just from google this was from google books this was a google books a summary um something is happening to the source of the dreamer's power it is blocked diminished weak if it goes away entirely what will happen to the dreamers and those who depend on them and i think that's perfect it's totally. just like it's very straightforward very straightforward as well as it doesn't like really spoil what's going like not at all it's the called the dreamers trilogy, trilogy. that's all reason. you need to know yeah exactly so yeah, um, but it, it. What were your I, opinions on it? Spoiler free, obviously. Oh, spoiler free. Um, I really enjoyed Mr. Impossible. I think I enjoyed it more than Call Down the Hawk. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I love Call Down the Hawk. Like, don't get me wrong, but like while I was reading Mr. Impossible. I was like, I feel like I'm just so... Because by the second book, and I know there's, like, a second book slump, like, or mm-hmm. like, and even though Maggie said she loves second books, like, I've definitely been in, like, I've read a lot of tri- trilogies where the second book just is not as strong as, yeah. like, the first or the last. Um, but for this one specifically, I feel like we really established... Um, like relationships with characters like call down the hawk we were we had characters that we already knew but we were starting to get to know them in a different light Mm -hmm. as well as being introduced to new characters and new plot lines that were coming into the story and this one again just really using that word smooth i felt like it really built upon the relationships that characters had already had or budding relationships that the characters are going to have or just like just even like building on personality traits that we like already knew were there but we were just like adding on and so Mm -hmm. like that's why I think I enjoyed Mr. Impossible more because it was just like more of us like like solidifying why we love these characters solidifying Mm -hmm. where they play in this crazy world and what are their um like, what are their uh, desires for what's coming out of what's going Ooh, on? Okay. And, and I just, I really enjoyed, like, spending time with most of the characters. Ooh, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I can Again, there are, there is, like, one arc that I just don't care about as much as the others. And so I don't want to say that I'm like, oh, I loved everything but like it was still strong of course in comparison to like everything else and like you can acknowledge yeah. that it was still like pivotal to the exact. plot line and pivotal, everything. pivotal yeah. to the plot line yeah so that's why i really need megan to read it i will be reading it i know obviously. you'll be reading it <laughs> I'm so soon. close i'm I know you're so close, i'm reading like... rereading calls on the hog and it's only my second time reading it so honestly i'm like looking forward to also just like picking up things that i might have missed the first time reading 100%. it um and especially because 
I am Mr. Impossible is obviously new. I can't wait to get like that refresher going into it. Mm -hmm. And also because I know as soon as I read Mr. Impossible, I'm going to be dying for the next one to come out. And well, that's so uh, yeah, and that's where it's that's so where hard. it's like I didn't I didn't want to inhale it, but it's just kind of how like can you how not? do you not? How yeah. can you not? Like you just need to like. And you've been on yeah. this like train of this like storyline for so long. I feel like. Oh you know? my god! Like guys, I've been reading these books since they first came out, and when did the yeah. first book come out? Like 2012. Like yeah, exactly. almost ten years. Like these books have been in my life, and that's again and even- like that's Raven Cycle and like Dreamer Trilogy. Again, it being a spinoff, it's very different than Raven Cycle, but you still have these these main pivotal characters that are playing oh, in the Dreamers trilogy and it's just like yeah it's just like to and even, be on this journey with them to see how that they've grown or maybe like even regressed in a way mm-hmm. it's it's interesting they're mm-hmm. like my family <laughs> I cannot wait to read it yeah This month was pretty straightforward. I mean, we really didn't watch um, as much. We were trying to get to the Saw movie at one point. Right. There's the, there is another, like, a the new Spiral that's out yes. in theaters right now. Um, but we might end up having, like, our own Saw movie night. And we'll get to that yeah. eventually. Um, but we were, so that's basically it. We got the two movies and the book. Yeah. And, um... I mean, to be honest, I was busy rereading The Raven Cycle this whole Yeah, exactly. This whole I, mean, year. I feel like this May kind of, like, flew. Flew. It really did. Um, yeah, and I was doing a lot of, like, rewatching myself, mm-hmm. too. Like, I wasn't, like, really diving into anything new. Yeah, but, um, totally. But if you guys have anything that you really would be interested in us watching, us reading, us seeing, or commenting on, um, you can always reach us at our Gmail, outoftheaveragepod at gmail.com, um, as well as on Instagram at outoftheaveragepod. And we have our website. You can check us out on there. Say hi. Look at the pictures that we posted on there. Just comment on some things. Um, that's outoftheaveragepod.squarespace.com. And um, in the meantime, guys, stay weird. Stay weird. <laughs>